1: For all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin.
0: We're back. It's Matt and Justin. Golden Spaces. Odyssey original podcast. You know, you know. Anyway. um, All right. The vibes are starting to get better. The vibes are starting to get better. Um, I don't know. I think it's because it's Sunday. But I'm getting over my, my beverage being stolen. So let's talk about the game. Uh, there's so many, to me, there's so much to talk about because this was like what people were deeming a finals rematch, which I get it. They were the two teams in the finals, but it's like, there was all this buzz about like the Celtics looking to get revenge and, you know, and it wasn't just the media. Like Celtics players were sort of like sort of made certain comments and I'm just like, ah. so then for you to come in and I mean, obviously... Jalen Brown understood the assignment, but Tatum had a rough night, right? And so, like, that has to be a little defeating, no matter what people say, because you have the best record in the league, right? You're coming in, people are calling all the best team in the, in the NBA. Tatum is, if not, one of the front runners for MVP, and you come in on this stage against a team that's straddling 500, even though we know the the Warriors record is fake. Like I tweeted this, like the Warriors are the definition of, or they're they're exception to the rule that you are what your record says you are, because like they're not, right? And we know that people are going to say, oh, you're Warriors fans, you're just homers, you're being biased, but we know the Warriors are actually much better than their record, right? So, Mm -hmm. but you're coming into a team who basically people are like, oh, the Warriors don't look so hot this year, blah, 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 blah. And you come in and you lose. And pretty much the Warriors had control of the game, the whole game. Like, it wasn't like it was, like, close and you just lost on a buzzer beater. And it was the end. Like, you know, even when they made a little run, that was fake. That was a fake run. It wasn't real. Like, the Warriors had control over the entire game. So that has to be, to me, in my opinion, a little deflating for the Celtics. So why don't we, like... Just start there like how meaningful i don't know for the warriors is it a meaningful game or is it not a meaningful game they definitely they definitely were ready for this like they wanted to make sure they came out and won it right but i mean for obviously a staff a dre a clay they've been here done this but like is it more meaningful for the young guys or or like what do you think it means for the team
1: um i think it's meaningful for both teams um obviously it's a regular season game and all it ultimately matters is either a, a W or an L in your win loss column but i think the different dynamics like surrounding the game definitely add more meaning to it um, for the warriors in, in particular you you needed to see yourself beat one of the better teams in the league right obviously they did that they did it at home and they need to get some more road wins but they they've had a rough go of it so far in the season and, and did it without it, Wiggins. And did it without Wiggins, right? And they've, they've had some good wins, but, like, beating the the best record in the NBA, the team that has the best offense of all time statistically, and the team that's looking like they are, um, you know, just poised to go straight back to the finals and blitz everybody and, and, and win the championship and right the wrong. But you go out there and you essentially dominate them the same way you did the last – Two games of the finals, and you know, obviously, game four was more of a Steph carry job, but um, yeah, that that was just a good, huge morale boost after two bad losses. Um, so it definitely meant a lot for the team as a whole, and I think Steph said so after the game. He said, "We we've shown that we can compete with the best in the league," which is obviously like a very, um, like humble statement. Like, obviously, you can compete with the best. You just won a championship, but um, you got to see it happen, right? For for you to really be like, all right we we still here you know we send a message to the rest of the league and then for the young guys for Joku to go out there and had a game that he had i think it's a confidence builder for him that he can just keep building on he has another test coming up he potentially is going to have to match up with Giannis. He
0: posterized rise tatum
1: though <laughs> he did poster i said he's that it had
0: to be tatum i hate that it had to be him because i like tatum
1: right right but i love it for joku because it's like damn i got i got one of the best players in the league like put him on a poster um and it was one of those, like, it wasn't yeah. like a sneaky one. It was like, we uh-huh. going up at the same time and you're going to have to block me. And he just put it on his head. So, um, yeah, great for him. Hopefully he can just continue to build off of this. Uh, I think Moody came in. He wasn't, like, terrible. He was probably, like, a neutral. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like I said, confidence builder for the young guys. And then just, like, reassurance for the older guys to be like, all right, we know we can, we can play with these guys. But to actually put it together like this is huge um, for them. So.
0: When am I going to stop seeing Anthony Lamb on the
1: court? Hopefully soon, to be honest. Like, I understand why. Do
0: do you? Why? Why do they play?
1: It's because he's a bigger body that can stretch the floor. So it allows their lineups to reflect more of what they want to do, which is put Joku on the ball, um, have Draymond be more of a facilitator. And then Lamb just fills in the gap with somebody who can stretch the floor and guard bigger bodies. And he's decent at the point of attack. He's, he can move his feet and stuff like that. Like, he's a he's just a flat-out better option at the four than Jermichael. He's a better option as a big than, obviously – I never want to see Jermichael
0: on the court again either.
1: Right. So it's just more of a reflection of, like, they don't have a lot of options in the front court um, rather than, like, he's actually, like, a legitimate NBA rotation player. I but
0: think. how does he miss stuff? How does he miss stuff? <laughs> like wh- – because people's like, Steph was yelling, he was calling, he was clapping. But forget all that aside, right? You're on the court. You have the ball. You should always be looking for Steph, right? Like, that's just what you should always be doing. He didn't right. even turn his head that direction. You look to the left, you ain't see Steph. So, nigga, look to the right <laughs> and fucking look for Wardell, and Curry. Like, what is going on?
1: Yeah, he's... He makes some good passes sometimes, like the good basic passes, but his he gets tunnel vision a lot, too, and he'll catch it and just sh- launch a contested three sometimes. I'm just really done with it. I, I just want an actual rotation piece in that spot so we can, like, not worry about it anymore because um, he is what he is. He's a two-way player, so he's going to have good moments, and it, most of his moments are going to be either neutral or bad. So I'm just – I'm ready for that experiment to be done. So, Yeah.
0: Does does Jason Tatum have, like, a block when it comes to the Warriors? He might. Do you think? I don't like to say he that. And I, I really like Jason Tatum. I do. Like, I'm a big Jason Tatum fan. And I'm actually, because some people seem to, like, I feel like I've said this before, but, like, every time it seems to shock people. Like, today I said it again on the TL, and <laughs> Warriors read it. was like, what? You know, I was like, I'm a Celtics fan. Like, they're right. Second favorite team. I like the Celtics. Mm. And you're like, you know, I'm like, <laughs> why are you not allowed to like more than one team? I don't understand. The Warriors are my team, they are, <laughs> but I really like the Celtics.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that. As far as Tatum, he he might have a slight mental block, but I also think the Warriors are just perfectly equipped to guard him, like more so than other teams. Super switchable. And then, you know. Clay had his probably his best defensive game of the season. Um, he put him, he pinned a shot in the glass once, and he was just making it tough on him. So we got a bunch of guys that can at least be close to his size. I think Tatum is probably closer to six ten than six eight. But um, we got a bunch of six seven, six sixes with long arms that are strong that can stay in front of him. And throughout his career, he hasn't been the best like finisher in traffic. He hasn't been the best pull up mid range jump shooter, especially contested shots. So we just force him into those type of shots and. You know, it's just a game that he really doesn't want to play, but he has to against the Warriors because they take everything else away. Um, so, and I, and I and I said the other day, like, you have to be truly, truly unique as a player to have consistent success against the Warriors. Like, I'm not going to say Tatum is going to continue to have bad games forever against the Warriors, but um, the, the people that you've seen historically give the Warriors a lot of issues on a consistent basis are usually people that are, like, physical specimens like lebron right he's gonna even if you take something away from him he's gonna always be able to punish you in transition because he's so strong fast and jumps so high right um somebody like even Jokic, right just physical beasts like so tall and strong luka Doncic is really really big he can get to the paint whenever he wants meanwhile guys like harden who's had good games against us doesn't have him every single time he plays because he's like he he just don't he doesn't have a lot of counters to his game and he doesn't have any physical advantages against the warriors that he can consistently exploit. Um, so he kind of resorts to like grifting and trying to get fouls and you don't get those in the playoffs. So he gets some stinkers from hard. And I think Tatum kind of falls into that category almost, where it's like, he doesn't dominate them physically. He can't just bully his way to the rim and finish. So he's going to have to consistently hit very, very tough jump shots. And he's just, nobody's going to hit those. Like nobody's going to hit those. So I think, It is some type of mental block there, but I think it's also a schematic thing and it's a personnel thing. It's just not a great matchup for him.
0: I see. Jalen was cooking, though. If Andrew was out there, I don't think Jalen would have been able to cook like that. Maybe he could have.
1: Maybe he could. I think he had a hot game. I think they turned the Warriors over a few times, and he got out in transition. That gets people in rhythm. Um, We've seen him cook in the finals for A few games and then we also seen him just get strapped up the next few games so i think he's one of those type of players and he's the second option on that team so the warriors usually you know make sure they shut down the first option or they they tailor their defense to the first option and let the second option cook a little bit uh so he's a great player but I don't think he's going to score. What did he score? 33, 31 or whatever. I don't think he's going to average that against the Warriors. <laughs>
0: I mean, but both these teams were shorthanded. So we know what Andrew brings, but you know, a lot of Celtics fans were whining about not having Al Horford and Rob Williams. I'm like, but you have been playing all season without Rob Williams. So they've
1: been playing all season without Rob Williams and they've been crushing teams without Al Horford too, based on the, the numbers. So I really don't want to, I don't want to hear that.
0: assuming those both assuming we see this team again in the finals i mean we're going to see them in january and i don't know what the state of everyone's team will be um but it seems like rob is close to coming back so let's say he will be on the court and that we're healthy what additional dynamic and element does rob do rob and and al bring to the team
1: um well rob is the hell of a rim protector right so some of those backdoor layups that the Warriors got might not be there like it might seem like it's there and then he's the type of player that can just cover six feet of ground in no time and erase your shot at the rim (laughs) so that that definitely makes it more challenging you know a lot of Jordan's like inside the paint game was was going for him and I think that might not be as available with Rob Williams there and Al Horford obviously offensively just brings a different dynamic as far as stretching the floor you obviously got to respect him a lot more than a guy like Blake Griffin you know Blake Griffin's been kind of Shooting well this season, Al Horford is just a different level of of player, and defensively, he's just a little bit more switchable, all that type of stuff. Uh, so they definitely make a difference. I don't think that was the reason why they got dominated like that, you know. Um, I think it all boils down to Tatum Smart and Jalen Brown being able to make consistently good decisions with the ball in their hands, and they've shown that. You, they can't be trusted to do that against the Warriors. They the defensive just...
0: player of the year, he didn't look like he had nothing for Steph.
1: Yeah. I mean, with the, the thing with Boston is, like, sure, like, if you put Marcus Smart on Steph for the whole game and he never switches off, maybe he can make Steph's life a little bit more difficult. But I, this, is, this is why perimeter players, when it comes to defense, don't stack up as much to, like, forwards and bigs because – all you got to do is call for a screen and the perimeter guy that's a lockdown guy is just out of the play. Like <laughs> how many times are they just run at Marcus Smart through a screen and now he's on somebody else and Steph is just cooking whoever gets screened onto him. Like it, it, that's why I'm not really moved by Marcus Smart or a Drew Holiday or these guys that are supposed to be super elite lockdown perimeter guys for Steph. All you got to do is call for a screen, like bye. You know what I mean? If you don't switch the screen, somebody's going to be open and you're done. Like, so a guy like Rob Williams is always going to be more valuable to defense than, Marcus Smart um especially against the Warriors
0: and even if you don't like Drew's interesting because I always bring him up because I mean like Marcus Smart is like important obviously to the Celtics but I feel like him and Drew are important to their teams like in different ways like they're both needed for defense but Drew's also needed to be like their third option on offense you know um and I'm like if he's out there running around chasing staff you know, like all night, like then Mm -hmm. like he's already an inconsistent offensive player. So like because of that. So you're gonna get nothing from him if it's if he's like, you know, on someone like Steph all night. That's why people that's why when people talk to me about the Bucks, I'm like, they don't move me either.
1: Yeah. I mean they're Giannis will have to average like forty, um, in my opinion. Obviously they would have to actually play the games and we would have to see it shake out, but they run drop. Steph is gonna just blow brooke lopez's face off the whole um series if they play um is gonna have to go one-on-one with dre and see looney behind him and all this type of stuff and average 40 points and 15 rebounds and eight assists and be by far the best player on the court for them to beat the warriors four times in my opinion i think we have more than enough wings to make chris middleton's life very difficult and like you said drew holiday is going to be so preoccupied trying to chase steph around and clay around all these screens that I'm not sure he's going to have the legs to provide a ton of value offensively. And he already struggles with that being a consistent offensive guy because of his job on defense. So um, I think we are a bad matchup for Milwaukee. I'm excited to see how the game plays out. Um, But yeah, it's it's, like I said, Marcus Smart and Drew Holiday are all in the same boat for me.
0: I don't think, I don't know if we're going to have Andrew back for Milwaukee. I didn't realize that his injury was so significant i mean it's not significant like we won't get him back for the season but i think they're saying he probably needs like a good solid two weeks to recover
1: yeah anything in that whole pelvic strain adductor so like his groin okay like a groin muscle um anything like i said in that pelvic complex where it's like a a hamstring an adductor all those things are tricky they take a while to, to recover and it's pretty It's not, like, super painful where you can't play. Like, I'm pretty sure if they were in the playoffs right now, he'd be playing. But it's just one of those things that it might take a while to to be pain-free. So they're probably just waiting for it to be completely pain-free, which is the smart thing to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know if Andrew's not playing, it's real because, like, he's so sturdy and he likes to play and he doesn't take off. So I know it's something real. So I just want him to get better. So I'm okay with that. But that will be a little bit of a tougher matchup, obviously, without him on the court.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean all matchups are tougher without him because he he does so much for the team. Uh, but yeah, that that big matchup obviously is gonna be Draymond and Giannis. Joku come in, let's see if he can get a little bit of Chris Middleton. Um yeah, if Clay defends like how he defended on Tatum last night on, on Chris Middleton to start out the game, then I think they'll be in pretty good shape.
0: And he might because they have two nights off. Um But look, this is one this is one of those times where even though I hate injuries. I think this is like a good thing for Kaminga because it's mm-hmm. similar to like when Steph went down and Jordan got all that time. Like, I think this yep. is only going to help Kaminga. I really do.
1: For sure. I mean, Jordan has been like kind of the beneficiary of, not to say beneficiary, but he's been the guy that step in whenever some, whenever either Steph or clay has been injured for the last two, three seasons, even 2021. Obviously he wasn't starting. It was Kelly. But second half of the season, he was getting a ton of run because they didn't have, any reliable guards and he grew into his own. And then he started most of the games last season to start the season and, you know, started to end the finish season as well. So similar, similar path for Jonathan Kaminga here. And yeah, let's just hope he can just continue to build and do the things that he needs to do to help this team win. All
0: right. Let's, let's break here. Um, when we get back, I want to take a deep dive on Kaminga though. And also the, um pools game and 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 the players let's dig into those a little bit since we sort of already previewed the matchup <laughs> coming up not intentionally but we did so um let, let's get to the individual play of some of the guys and that big win over boston so we'll be back you're tuned into golden spaces Just in a not